What's up everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Wrestling with Jonners. It's been a couple of weeks since we last did an episode. I took a, a couple of weeks off uh, to celebrate my birthday, my wedding anniversary, spend a bit of time with the kids at the beginning of the summer holidays. And yeah, it was a well-deserved break. Uh, I knocked out 55 episodes in the space of 7 or 8 months and I needed a bit of time just to kind of uh, watch a bit of wrestling without having to, to kind of document it. Uh, but more importantly, just to spend a bit of uh, quality time with my family and just to kind of decompress and uh, relax for a couple of weeks. And I'm glad that I did. Uh, you won't be getting two week breaks uh, all the time, believe me. Um, but uh, the break that I did have uh, was very much deserved and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And like I said, there were some special occasions in there with my birthday, wedding anniversary. But uh, yeah, we are back on schedule. We were back uh, doing the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. I'm really, really happy to have you on board and, and listen to us this week. And uh, there's so much that we need to get into this week. We will be covering uh, SummerSlam. We'll be covering TakeOver Toronto. We'll be previewing those two cards. And I'll be giving you my, my predictions on those two cards. This week, as per normal, we'll be covering the weekly episodes of NXT and NXT UK. Two very solid episodes of those two shows. And would you expect me to say anything different? No, you wouldn't, because they're always absolutely top-notch. But before we get into all of that, let's uh, do the usual plug. So you know where to find us on social media uh, out there on the internet. So if you're on Twitter, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, our, our handle on Twitter is at withjohners underscore pod. Uh, on Instagram, instagram.com forward slash wrestling with genres if you want to see our kind of updates on there, the photos that we post uh, and all the fun things we do on there. Um, but the, our kind of ever interactive and fun Facebook community page is still up and running, um, as busy as ever, uh, with regular updates from me and some of the group members. And you can find us on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search wrestling with genres. Now, of course, if you listen to this podcast on Apple iTunes, please don't forget to leave a review and a five-star rating. And of course, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and shout about the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. This is the only podcast for all of your weekly NXT, NXT UK, WWE, and all-round wrestling goodness. Uh, we do cover AEW, we do cover Progress Wrestling, we do occasionally cover New Japan. So please spread the word and tell your friends and tell your family how to grow this podcast so that we can can continue giving you quality content each and every week. So um, another reason why uh, I took a couple of weeks off is because I knew that August was going to be one hell of a month for the podcast, one hell of a month for wrestling fans in general. Uh, lots of top-notch, um, high-level wrestling shows out there, both locally, um, across the UK, and uh, across the world, and um, many of whom we'll be, we'll be covering. Um, today's show, for example, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing SummerSlam and TakeOver Toronto predictions, as well as covering the usual NXT and NXT UK. We've got another show on Sunday now. I'll be joined by uh, Cheeky Dan Grantham, uh, one of our usual guest hosts, and together we will be uh, covering NXT TakeOver Toronto. Now we're going to get into TakeOver Toronto and the card and how that's shaping up a little bit later on, but uh, join me and Cheeky Dan on Sunday for our um, Wrestling with Jonas TakeOver Toronto review on Tuesday. 
I'll be joined uh, by a long-time friend of the friends of the podcast, Heather and uh, Chris, otherwise known as Half Decent. Um, and uh, the three of us will be doing a, a combined effort to uh, bring to you our review of WWE SummerSlam. Now, that will be uh, sometime on Tuesday evening, uh, so look out for that. We'll obviously be doing uh, back to our usual schedule of the NXT, NXT UK recap next Thursday, Friday. Um, then, thinking ahead further on in the month, uh, Friday the 30th of August, we'll be doing our weekly episode of NXT and NXT UK, uh, but also it will be combined with uh, quite an exciting um, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff preview show. Now, I will be attending NXT TakeOver Cardiff on Saturday the 31st, um, and we'll be previewing it on the Friday. We'll, we'll try and get it out on the Thursday if we can. I'll almost certainly be joined by uh, a guest host on that episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, very much looking forward to NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, and that Thursday or Friday we'll be doing a full preview show. Speaking of NXT UK uh, TakeOver Cardiff, um, the show, as I mentioned, takes place on Saturday the 31st from the Motorpoint Arena in Cardiff. But I will be doing a special review show uh, on uh, Sunday the 1st of September where I'll be joined by David Anderson, number one Tony Storm fan, an all-round great guy, uh, for the uh, NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff review. So that's going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, We'll touch on um, how the card's shaping up for NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff a little bit later on. Then the following day, Monday the 2nd of September, we'll be reviewing AEW's next pay-per-view All Out. So this is uh, kind of the follow-up to Double or Nothing, which we had in May. They've had a, a couple of other uh, smaller shows, Fight for the Fallen um, and Fighter Fest since then. But I'll be joined on Monday the 2nd of September by Ash Crawford and Chris Thornton. You may remember they joined me on the Double or Nothing episode uh, a couple of months back. As if that's not enough, we're also in the process of setting up some very exciting interviews. Um, On the Facebook group last week, I announced that uh, we'll be interviewing fairly soon Anthony Green. You may not know Anthony Green. You may know Anthony Green, especially if you watched the Evolve uh, 131 show, the 10th anniversary special that actually aired on the WWE Network uh, last month. So if you didn't catch that show, go out and watch it. But the opening match featured Anthony Green, Retro AG, a very exciting up-and-coming wrestler um, who's got this kind of like uh, 70s, 80s kind of retro gimmick. Um, and uh, he calls himself uh, Retro AG, Retrosexual. There's the post on the Wrestling Majora's Facebook community page. Uh, there's actually an opportunity for you to uh, put, give us a, a comment or maybe a question or two for Anthony Green that you'd like me to ask uh, Anthony on our uh, special interview episode when we do finally get round to speak to Retro AG. Now one interview that I did plan a couple of months ago that hasn't come to fruition yet was with uh, Fonzie, Bill Alfonso, former WWF referee and um, famous or infamous manager of Sabu and RVD in ECW, the original ECW, of course. Um, I'm having trouble getting hold of Bill Alfonso after a little, you know, a few conversations back and forth, and uh, Bill being fully on board, happy to do it. Um, you know, is is I'm having trouble getting hold of Bill to to kind of uh, confirm a date to firm a, firm up a date with me but uh, hopefully that one will go ahead soon however we do have other exciting interviews other exciting interviews confirmed which I will announce on the Wrestling with Jonas Facebook page and Twitter page very very soon 
Did I mention that we are now selling t-shirts? So yes, uh, we are not just a, a podcast company, we are now a t-shirt company. Um, but um, you can now buy Wrestling With Jonas merchandise and t-shirts at Teespring. So go to teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Wrestling With Jonas. And at the moment, uh, between now and the end of August, you can get 10%, 10% off of any purchase. Off of t-shirts, uh, mugs, phone covers, hoodies. So go on to Teespring, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash wrestling with Johnners uh, to get 10% off any purchase between now and the end of August uh, with some uh, really good, um, even if I do say so myself, uh, designs for you to choose from with a worldwide shipping as well. So wherever you are, um, you know, the States, Canada, UK, across Europe, Australia, wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, please uh, check out the uh, the merch, check out the range, and uh, yeah, capitalise on that 10% off special deal between now and August. So I've mentioned that I've been away for a couple of weeks. It's um, yeah, I've missed doing the podcast. I absolutely love doing the podcast. I am absolutely a hundred percent all in on this podcast. This is episode fifty-six, of course. So I wouldn't be kind of all in on doing the podcast um, otherwise. I wouldn't have got to fifty-six episodes. But I'm so glad that you joined me today. Can't wait to talk more about uh, this week's NXT and NXT UK and previewing the two big shows, uh, Takeover and SummerSlam for over the weekend. Uh, uh, very very soon let's have a, a, a quick look at nxt uk from this past wednesday on the ww network and the show pretty much kicked off with the match uh, uh super supernova noem dar went up against ashton smith so we've seen um you know a fair bit from noem dar recently not so much from ashton smith um but uh, the match started and uh, ashton smith nailed a sweet drop kick connecting uh, directly to the jaw of noem dar to start the match Smith then hits a springboard back elbow, um, but uh, as Ashton goes to capitalise, Noam Dar kind of feigns an injury. Um, Dar shows us that he was playing possum all along and uh, kicks Smith to the floor on the outside from the ring apron. So Noam Dar getting the upper hand there fairly early on after playing possum. Smith then gets in some offence with a two count from a running knee. Dar then gets a close near fall of his own from a forearm to the back of Smith's head. Um, it's then Smith's turn to play possum, getting a two count with a small package. However, the match uh, soon comes to an end uh, when Smith misses a kind of a, a flying leg lariat, allowing Dar to execute his finisher, the Nova Roller, getting the one, two, three. Radzi then interviews Noam Dar in the centre of the ring after the match. And Noam Dar announces that he will be a big player at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff on the 31st of August. Although he's not confirmed or been announced for any matches, he's saying that he's going to be a big part of the show. Now, I've spoken about Noam Dar many times on this podcast. I'm not the biggest fan. I think most people that I've spoken to are not the biggest fan. But I think I'm starting to enjoy his gimmick. When I say I'm enjoying his gimmick, I'm actually kind of not enjoying his gimmick. I think that the fact that he's got a pace, a face that you just want to slap um, and a kind of a character that you kind of do hate, I think he's doing an, a good job or a good enough job as a heel, which I think is what he is intending to happen and what he's kind of designed to, to kind of come from this character. So yes, he is kind of um, a hateable character. He's annoying. He's the sort of guy you just want to kind of punch. Um, but I think 
that kind of indicates and gives us all the signs that he's doing his job very very well as a um you know a, a very you know untrustworthy um unlikable heel so credit to him I think I can understand why um, I haven't clicked with him up until recently because it took me a while to kind of understand his gimmick. Um, but now I think I he, he does. How do I feel about him being part of TakeOver Cardiff? I'm not sure. He's not one of the biggest names in NXT UK in my opinion. Um, but I think he's got all the credentials um, You know, that, that, that definitely deserves to be on a card of that magnitude. Let's have a, a quick look. We're then re- reminded that uh, Walter's opponent in the main event of TakeOver Cardiff will indeed be uh, the man from Mustache Mountain, the big strong boy, Tyler Bates. Now, back at the UK PC, a, a, a reporter caught up with Tyler Bates and Tyler says that uh, it will not let Walter disrespect the WWE UK title anymore and that he is eyes firmly set on becoming the first two-time WWE UK champion. Um, it was a really good promo uh, from Tyler Bates, which I believe has been a bit of a weakness from Tyler in the past. Uh, with this kind of short but sweet promo style, he showed some passion and some fire, if I'm honest with you. And it will be a, a true David and Goliath clash in Cardiff. Uh, the match at Wembley, as part of the Progress um, Big Show at Wembley Arena last August, was an epic clash. Um, and, uh, you know, Walter, you're looking at possibly £300. Tyler Bates... Oh, you're talking maybe you know 160, 170, maybe 180 at the most. Whereas uh, Walter's possibly six foot four, Tyler Bates uh, possibly only five foot uh, eight, um, and I'm expecting it to be an all-out war between these two, just as it was for the Progress Show at Wembley last August. Um, and it will be pretty much a year to the day that they fought at Wembley, so it will be uh, quite fitting that these two are going at it again. This tea on this time on the NXT UK brand uh, for the the second ever NXT UK takeover in Cardiff. Now uh, uh, we are then greeted by an address from current NXT UK Tag Team Champions, the Grizzled Young Veterans, who look very dapper uh, in their designer custom-made suits uh, with their NXT UK gold. Uh, Zach Gibson reminds us that he is indeed Liverpool's number one and that they are the very first NXT UK Tag Team Champions. Uh, The Grizzled Young Veterans are then greeted by Gallus on the stage who tells uh, GYV that they are taking their championships um, in their match at Takeover Cardiff's almost kind of announcing to the crowd that they will be the opponents of the Grizzled Young Veterans for the NXT UK Tag Team Gold. We then get Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster we haven't seen for a while. He's uh, suffered an injury or two. Um, who then join the other two teams in the ring. Mark Andrews tells uh, them uh, that before they all get carried away, there's no way that the Grizzled Young Veterans and Gallus will go at it for the Tag Team Championships without these two South Wales boys getting involved in Cardiff. Andrews and Webster say that for too long they've sat on the sidelines, but they know that they can beat Gallus and they know that they can beat the Grizzled Young Veterans. Gibson tells Webster and and Andrews that if they want their shots they have to earn it Um, until then the titles remained grizzled great promo as always from Zach Gibson Uh, I enjoyed the interaction here from uh, the the Gallus boys and Andrews and uh, Morgan Webster thought it was a, a good segment to be honest with you 
sets up a looks like a potential three-way tag match uh, between these three teams uh, for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships in Cardiff. So yeah, well, we'll uh, this is a developing storyline. We'll hear more about this in a moment. We then get uh, an interview with a Kiwi Bus or Travis Banks as he comes out of NXT UK General Manager's Office, Johnny Saint's Office. Uh, Travis tells us that uh, it sucked when he had to miss out on TakeOver Blackpool in January, but he made a promise to himself that he'd make it to Cardiff. And it does look, look as though they're working towards a match between Cardiff, between Travis Banks and possibly Noam Dar at TakeOver Cardiff. Uh, we have a couple of weeks uh, to watch this storyline develop, and I must admit it's not a match I'm most looking forward to. Um, uh, if it is on the main show, that is. However, that's mainly because I'm not invested in their characters, um, and as uh, you know, as, as much as I am many of the other characters on the NXT UK roster. However, I'm sure that the action will be solid if these two do eventually meet. Uh, I'm sure whether it be on the NXT UK TV show or Takeover Cardiff, it will be a hell of a match. I'm hoping that the build will be good between uh, these two between now and the 31st of August uh, to get me excited for this one. I said a few points on Noam Dar earlier. He is growing on me. Travis Banks, not so much. If I'm honest with you, and I've said this on the podcast before, I think Travis Banks plays better as the heel, certainly on the indie scene, and certainly what I've seen of him on progress, not so much. I think he's quite dry, quite bland as a babyface on NXT UK. Um, but, uh, you know, once I'm there in Cardiff, I'm sure I'll be up for this match. But uh, hopefully... The storyline will develop to get me more excited, more hyped um, on NXT UK TV over the next three weeks. Then uh, we've spoken about Fash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. They are also seen coming out of Johnny Saint's office with a massive smile on their faces. Uh, Webster tells us that Zach Gibson made a very interesting point earlier when he said that they would have to earn their shots at their titles. Andrews is happy to report that if they do prove themselves over the next couple of weeks, then they will indeed get the opportunity in their hometown of Cardiff at the tag titles against both Gallus and the current champions, the Grizzled Young Veterans. Um, so uh, there we go. We'll have to see what happens there. Our second match of the evening. We get uh, Ginny and her right-hand woman, Jazzy Gabbard, versus Zia Brookside and Piper Niven. Uh, so now this should be an excellent match between four of the, the top female wrestlers on uh, what is already a very strong women's roster on NXT UK. Um, I've, I've spoken, I've waxed lyrical over many, many weeks about how I feel the NXT UK women's roster is possibly the best in the WWE, even if you do kind of take a look at the women's roster on NXT, on SmackDown, on Raw, and possibly you could put the NXT UK women's roster against any women's roster um, across the world, apart from maybe one or two groups in Japan. Um, but um, I'm very, very excited about uh, where the NXT UK women's roster is heading and uh, um, we'll talk more about it later, but it looks like we might have two women's matches on the uh, TakeOver Cardiff main show. Uh, there's obviously been a storyline feud building uh, between Brookside, Desire Brookside and the duo of Ginny and Jazzy Gabbard for a number of weeks now, with Ginny getting the upper hand in a recent encounter between herself and Zaya Brookside. However, tonight uh, she's teamed with Piper Niven, who plays a great counter uh, to the big and powerful Jazzy Gabbard, of course. Zaya is uh, first to strike with a great drop kick, flooring Ginny in the opening exchanges of this match. Uh, Ginny then gets uh, the first two count of the match with a clubbing forearm to the, to the jaw of Brookside. Niven gets tagged in and buckle bombs Ginny into the turnbuckles. However, this allows Jazzy Gabbert to make a tag, to tag herself in essentially, entering herself into the match. 
Jazzy dominates Zaya Brookside with a brutal sidewalk slam in the centre of the ring. We're then greeted by the presence of Rhea Ripley, who comes out, not part of the match, comes out from the back, who makes her way down to the ring, causing Piper Niven to jump down from the ring apron to battle Rhea Ripley all the way back to the locker room. However, this means that Zaya Brookside is all by herself with no partner to complete the match. Brookside does rally. Um, and, and does her best to fight off Ginny and Jazzy, uh, but Jazzy Gabbard is just too dominant as she nails Brookside with a brutal lariat and a front face slam for the eventual pinfall victory. This was a really fun match. I really enjoyed it. It was, it was well booked um, with the feud between Zion Brookside, Ginny and Jazzy continuing, um, as well as Piper Niven and Rhea Ripley. Their storyline, they, they've kind of been in a developing feud since Piper Niven first signed with NXT UK uh, back in about February of this year year and uh, uh, yeah but their storyline seems to be kind of taking a new turn which might develop and might end up being a confrontation between these two at TakeOver Cardiff there's so many possibilities ifs buts and maybes about what match might take place on the card um, but that would be a really really strong hard-hitting match between two top female wrestlers on the NXT UK brand that I for one wouldn't mind seeing um, at TakeOver Cardiff uh, we then get a retrospective on the friendship and the rivalry between Katie Ray and Tony Storm ahead of their match at, and, and the NXT UK Women's Championship match at TakeOver Cardiff. Um, that match will almost certainly be one of the highlights of the night on the 31st of August between two of the best women's, not just on the NXT UK roster, not just in the WWE, but uh, possibly two of the best female talents in the world right now. And that's not just my opinion. I think that's the opinion of a lot of wrestling fans out there, to be honest with you. Then we get Cassius Ono interrupting a backstage interview with Ilya Dragunov, with Ono being a dick, uh, turning uh, on the lights while Ilya was about to give us one of his dark and menacing promos in a poorly lit room. Now, that would be a match I could definitely get behind for TakeOver Cardiff. However, it looks as though we'll be getting that match on next week's NXT UK TV instead. Um, as well as Flash Morgan Webster uh, getting his opportunity to kind of prove himself, um, so that to, to prove him and his team uh, with uh, Mark Andrews worthy of the tag title shot at Takeover Cardiff, where Flash Morgan will be taking on Mark Coffey in a match to prove that they are worthy or deserving of a tag title shot in Cardiff against both Callus, uh, Gallus and the champions, the grizzled young veterans. So that would be a really good match between Flash Morgan and Mark Coffey, of course. Then we get the main event of the show. Joe Coffey, uh, a member of uh, the Gallus faction, of course, against the bomber Dave Mastiff. So Joe Coffey initially comes out with his uh, Gallus stablemates, Wolfgang and brother Mark Coffey, who then both head to the back. I'll be honest, I'm not, I'm not a, a fan of the shaky camera work when we get the entrance from Dave Mastiff uh, with uh, kind of the camera shaking uh, every time uh, Mastiff takes a footstep. Um, however, when the ma match does eventually get started, both men go at it hard with stiff punches and forearms. Mastiff drives Coffee uh, with an incredible German suplex um, and during that altercation it, it looks like one of the kind of central turnbuckle pads gets ripped off in that exchange. Coffee recovers quickly from that German suplex uh, to drive Mastiff into the exposed turnbuckle giving the big bomber um, issues with his midsection and lower back. 
after taking a ton of punishment, Coffee then gets beaten to the outside uh, by the, the still injured Mastiff, who drives Coffee into the steel ring post, um, who starts bleeding from the right ear. And it looks like a, a bit of a legit injury here um, to the to the right ear of Joe Coffee. Mastiff lays in the punishment with vicious elbow strikes to the injured ear of the Big Scott. Mastiff then throws Coffee from the middle turnbuckle hard to the centre of the ring before delivering a senton, uh, getting a two count for his trouble. Then Coffee uh, turns uh, to to drive Mastiff. It's Coffee's turn uh, to drive Mastiff into the ring post with his patented diving headbutt spear, uh, driving Mastiff hard into the steel ring post. Both men continue to fight it out on the inside, on the outside of the ring, with both men clearly injured. However, the match ends up with a double countout. Uh, then there's a gang of officials, including Sid Scala, uh, keeping Mastiff and Joe's, uh, Joe Coffey separated on the rampway as Gallus eventually come out to help Joe Coffey backstage. So that was a really, really tough match. It was a hard-hitting. And I do honestly think that we're going to be seeing more from these two that was one hell of a brawl what can i say and i enjoyed every minute of it and then definitely want to see more from these two two big tough brutes uh now i've heard uh, rumors that uh, at the nxt uk tapings in plymouth but it's likely that we might see more from these two um it, you know obviously this is a, a continuing developing feud um but there's a good likelihood that these two will get a match uh, between one another on the NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff card in just three weeks' time. And it, there's a possibility that there could be some kind of street fight or last man standing match. Obviously, we're going to need to stay tuned to NXT UK on the AEWW network to see what happens over the next few weeks as we get closer to the 31st of August. But that would not be such a bad match to have on the card. Um, so watch this space. Now let's have a look at how I think or how uh, the TakeOver Cardiff card is kind of um, coming together at the moment. Obviously you've got the NXT UK Women's Championship match between Tony Storm and Kaylee Ray which will be off the charts. I think that's going to be one of the matches of the night most definitely uh, between two of the best female wrestlers on the planet at the moment in my opinion. Then you've definitely got the Grizzled Young Veterans going up against Gallus with the possible inclusion of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Um, that's, that's likely to be a three-way match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. Then we've possibly got the match between Noam Dar and Travis Banks. Then we've got uh, possibly the match between Dave Mastiff and Joe Coffey in a bit of a rematch from this week's main event. Uh, that's likely to be one of the five matches. Or could it be Piper Niven versus Rhea Ripley as, as one of the five matches? Like I say, there's so many kind of matches and combinations of wrestlers from the NXT UK roster that could potentially be part of the uh, the, the main card. Uh, Failing that, could be on the pre-show. Um, then, of course, you've got the main events. Uh, I've already mentioned about what an epic match these two had at uh, the, the Progress Show at Wembley. Hello Wembley last August, last summer. Uh, where Tyler Bates was going up against Progress Champion Walter uh, for the Progress Championship. Now, Tyler Bates was unsuccessful on that occasion. Walter, believe it or not, is still the Progress Champion. He's also the WWE UK Champion. And uh, this match will be for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Tyler Bates, of course, was the first ever WWE United Kingdom Champion when he won the tournament at the, uh, the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool at the beginning of January 2017. 
um, then he lost uh, the bout to Pete Dunne in that epic five-star encounter match of the year um, at uh, NXT TakeOver Chicago. I think that was in about May or June of 2017. Um, Tyler Bate hasn't had a crack at the gold since, but this will be an excellent hard-hitting match. Like I say, a real David and Goliath match between Walter and Tyler Bate when this match does eventually happen in three weeks' time. So, to sum it all up, that was another crazy and really excellent episode of NXT UK with a well-booked match, in my opinion, between Zy Brookside, Piper Niven, uh, Jazzy Gabbett and uh, Ginny, with the uh, kind of inclusion of Rhea Ripley um, interfering, you could say, uh, causing a bit of a a brawl between herself and Piper Niven backstage. Zy Brookside lost the match, but that was a really fun uh, match. Um, plenty of storyline development going on throughout this episode with uh, matches building towards TakeOver Cardiff and then uh, I thought it was a, a really excellent match between uh, Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff short and sweet, I think we're going to see a lot more from them possibly TakeOver Cardiff uh, possibly another match on NXT uh, UK TV um, but uh, lots of really good build towards TakeOver Cardiff in just three weeks' time. I've probably said TakeOver Cardiff about 30 times in that one segment there. But uh, yes, uh, good episode. Go out and check it out if you haven't already. NXT UK is kind of like the, the best-kept secret. Um, that, along with 205 Live on the WWE Network. So if you're not watching 205 Live, go out and give it a watch. Possibly some of the best matches um, on, on weekly WWE TV, but also NXT. To you, Kevin, raving about it. I'll be doing the podcast about it for Christ's sake since uh, November 2018, talking about it each and every week, shouting about it. I've been a huge proponent, along with uh, uh, the, the listeners and many of the followers on the Wrestling with Jonas Facebook community page. Um, but yeah, if you're not already watching NXT UK, you've got to go out and give it a watch. Um, possibly some of the best matches, some of the best talent under the WWE umbrella, and that's not an exaggeration. Let's have a look at this week's NXT. Uh, the show opens with William Regal in the centre of the ring uh, to officiate the contract signing for the NXT Tag Team Championship match at TakeOver Toronto. So let's see how many times I can say TakeOver Toronto in this segment about NXT. Um, and that match, of course, will be between the Street Profits and the Undisputed Era. So the champions, current champions Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins from the Street Profits are out first. They then introduce their challengers for this contract signing. Kyle O'Reilly, Auto Park, and Lawrence Fishburne Jr. Uh, so giving them some nicknames there to uh, mock the challengers as they make their way out for this contract signing. Uh, Bobby Fish tells the Street Profits they are not on their level, that the Street Profits are not on the Undisputed Era's level and at TakeOver Toronto, the Profits don't stand a chance of leaving Toronto with their championship belts. Ford and Dawkins tell Fish and O'Reilly that they are probably the best tag team in NXT history, probably the best tag team there's ever been in NXT. Um, they, they've beaten every tag team that's come their way. But Ford tells uh, them that losing the titles is not an option from them uh, and that their only option is to win, 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 win and uh, NXT takeover Toronto the Street Profits will beat that ass um, and that is undisputed, said uh, Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins. So both teams signed their contracts and the match is made official for takeover this coming Saturday. 
Then we get our first match on this week's NXT, Joaquin Wild versus Shane Thorne. So Thorne definitely looks the part as he comes down to the ring, uh, different ring gear, different entrance music. There's no doubt that he looks the part uh, and is a very exciting talent in the ring, of course. But like many around at the moment, his personality has not quite clicked with me. Um... Joaquin Wilde, the former DJZ of course, who impressed many in his losing efforts to Angel Garza in the NXT breakout tournament a few weeks ago, uh, looks great in the early stages of this match against Shane Thorne, including some excellent rope work from Joaquin Wilde. However, Thorne turned a guillotine from Wilde into a devastating brainbuster for a two count. Uh, these two try everything to wake up the NXT audience. So you, you can actually see people yawning in the background. Now, I don't think that's anything to do with the match or the talent in the ring, but I think it's obviously a long night of tapings whenever they do these tapings at full sail when there were a few people in the audience uh, visibly yawning uh, but they were soon woken up um, when uh, there was a tremendous powerbomb from Wacky Wild getting a two count um, on uh, Shane Thorne midway through this match Wild then hits a Double kick to the face of Thorne before nailing a dive through the ropes, or as Mario Ronaldo described it, through the wormhole. Um, so not just through the ropes, but through the kind of the turnbuckles, uh, very similar to what uh, Sami Zayn used to do. But uh, uh, running and diving off the ring apron through the turnbuckles, um, and um, then Wild nailed a uh, a, a pretty wild, um, dare I say it, tope. Um, onto Shane Thorne on the outside to the loud approval of the NXT universe and I'm sure that woke them up. Shane Thorne then gets some retribution um, soon after that uh, wicked tope over the top rope um, driving wild hard into the ring post then into the steel ring steps before delivering a beautiful running knee strike for the pinfall victory in this very fast paced and eventful match I uh, really enjoyed this match um, and, and, and it did manage to wake up the NXT fans as I mentioned after what I'm sure was a, a long night of tapings at full sale I've got to take my hand off to both of these competitors but especially Shane Thorne who never really impressed me before when he was part of TM61 I felt that they that he was always the better wrestler of that duo but once again I felt they both lacked personality much in the same way that I felt Shane Fawn uh, lacked personality as a singles or certainly before this match however this match uh, and uh, you know showed Thorne's more aggressive side uh, with some pretty brutal b- b- beatdown of Wild on the outside um, and uh, went some way to change my mind on Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne is so much better as a heel and I look forward to seeing what uh, may be in store for him in the future and with uh, DJZ, uh, Joaquin Wild I think two very exciting wrestlers to, um, and uh, this match did them both favours in my opinion uh the next match you couldn't really call it a match but they've been building this one a week matt riddle uh, versus killian dane now killian dane of course made his return to nxt on the nxt uk uh, nxt tv a few weeks ago uh, by attacking matt riddle on the stage on the rampway and kind of delivering a scent on that actually drove Matt Riddle, both competitors really through the stage, um, or, or kind of yeah through through the stage, um, and this was their kind of match, their their, their blood feud match to kind of um, capitalise on uh, Dane's return essentially. But this match didn't even get started due to Riddle getting attacked uh, from his entrance from out of nowhere by the Beast of Belfast, Killian Dane, with a flying crossbody on the outside of the ring. 
with Riddle barely standing a chance in the first instance. Uh, Dane follows up with a, a cannibal senton, crushing Matt Riddle against the steel ring steps before Dane walks to the back while Riddle gets attended to at the ringside area. So the match didn't officially get started. It was another brutal, brutal attack from Killian Dane, um, and uh, Matt Riddle will have to wait um, to see when he gets his chance to have a, a proper matchup to get some sort of payback um, on the Beast of Belfast, um, and we'll no doubt see more from these two in the near future, and I'm sure it will be a very physical and hard-hitting match. We then get a recap um, of the kind of NXT breakout tournament so far with huge first round victories for Angel Garza, Bronson Reed, Jordan Miles and Cameron Grimes. We then see Jordan Miles defeat Angel Garza in another excellent match, this time allowing Miles to take his place in the final of the tournament with Cameron Grimes being his opponent after winning his smash mouth affair with Bronson Reed. Now, it's my understanding that the final of this breakout tournament will take place during the pre-show ahead of TakeOver um, this Saturday night in Toronto. We'll no doubt be shown on next week's post-TakeOver episode of NXT, and I can't wait for that one. Uh, we then get a recap of last week's surprise return of Fandango, who makes his return to NXT after saving his former tag partner Tyler Breeze from a savage attack from the Forgotten Sons. Uh, afterwards, Fandango and Tyler Breeze were interviewed backstage by Kathy Kelly, with uh, Fandango and Breeze figuring out that after years of policing other people's fashion, um, it is uh, it is they who are in need of a makeover. And uh, we will see what that looks like on next week's show when Breezango go up against the Forgotten Sons on next week's NXT. So it looks as though the final of the breakout tournament and Breezango versus Forgotten Sons will be taped on the pre-show of TakeOver Toronto. Certainly that's my belief with both matches airing next week on what is normally a fairly bland post-TakeOver episode. However, I'm expecting next week's NXT to be pretty good with those two matches worth looking forward to. To finish this week's episode of NXT, uh, we, we get a kind of a 10-minute video package with a full recap of the feud between current champion um, NXT champion Adam Cole and uh, former champion Johnny Gargano as we look forward to their 2 out of 3 full stipulation match in the main event of this Saturday's NXT TakeOver Toronto. The stipulation chosen by Johnny Gargano is a street fight and Adam Cole has chosen like a basic, um, a basic fall, basic match with uh, William Regal choosing the stipulation if the match was to go to a third fall, which it always certainly will do. And uh, we uh, have no idea what William Regal will have in store if that were to happen. Could it be a cage match? Could it be a ladder match? Um, who knows? Uh, but this this video package to cap off this week's NXT um, was was absolutely fantastic. It was truly excellent. Um, as with all the video package that was shown on this week's NXT, that helped to get us even more hyped um, and looking forward to all the matches um, on what is sure to be another great takeover. There have been some criticism of uh, the, the takeover card this time round, and some of the matches on the card. Let, let's have a closer look and kind of just delve into kind of what I'm on about. So we've got five matches announced for the, the main show in Toronto. Uh, the first of which is kind of a bit of a feud match between former best friends Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai. Now, Io Shirai's character of late has really turned quite dark and heelish after she attacked Candice LeRae um, after losing uh, an NXT Women's Championship match against Shayna Baszler in a steel cage about a month or so ago. Now, after that attack, 
Io Shirai did turn heel. They will be having a match, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai at TakeOver Toronto. I think this is going to be an excellent match. Candice LeRae has not really had the kind of spotlight shone on her too much since she's come to NXT um, probably a good couple of years ago now. She's an excellent competitor. Got a really good credentials from her history on the uh, US indie scene. I have seen her wrestle a couple of times in person when I uh, was over in New Orleans last year. Um, she uh, she's a very, very top talent. I spoke earlier about how good I think the NXT UK women's roster is. Candice LeRae and Io Shirai make up two very, very important parts on the NXT women's roster, in my opinion. And I think this match is going to be absolutely fantastic, to be honest with you. Um, it will be really interesting to see the heel Io Shirai. Now, I know that uh, she has played heel many times before in Japan, of course. Um, but it'll be good to see these two very talented um, individuals um, get the spotlight shone on them and given an opportunity to shine um, in Toronto on Saturday night. I think Io Shirai is going to take it. I think that she's uh, on a bit of a run. I think she's got all the momentum. Uh, it would be a shame to see her get a loss after having such a, an impactful heel turn and her kind of uh, attack on Candice LeRae from last month's uh, championship steel cage match. Um, I'm going for Io Shirai on this. Candice LeRae will get a day in the sun, um, but Saturday night, in my opinion, won't be it. Then you do get uh, a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship between current champion and long-time champion, two-time champion Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. Now, Mia Yim probably isn't everybody's kind of natural choice to be a number one contender for the Women's Championship, but she has done herself plenty of favours attacking other members of the uh, MMA horsewomen, uh, Marina Shafir and Jasmine Duke backstage, um, and kind of really driving the storyline with uh, uh, kind of... Uh, attacks from out of nowhere called on CCTV in the Performance Centre really driving this feud um, getting in her kind of punches uh, with Shayna Baszler on the other occasion as well so really kind of getting uh, to the champ mentally and um, I wouldn't be surprised I mean I know there's been rumoured for a long time that Shayna Baszler not necessarily Duke and Shafir, but definitely Shayna Baszler is, is main roster ready they do need somebody like a Shayna Baszler to sort things out on the main roster especially as we get closer to the Fox deal in October. They want a more kind of reality, more sports-based presentation, certainly with regards to the SmackDown uh, show. And it wouldn't surprise me if Shayna goes up to the main roster around then. But then uh, we thought that she might have been going up after the Royal Rumble this year, after WrestleMania, uh, but she's hanging in there. Still very, very dominant as the NXT Women's Champion. It wouldn't massively surprise me if she retains, um, but then again, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50. Um, I don't really have kind of a, a clear uh, winner in my mind. I'm probably going to go for Mia Yim purely because I think uh, we, we did a, a fan poll on our Wrestling Jonas Facebook community page earlier on. Mia Yim um, is definitely out in front ahead of Shayna Baszler in the poll. So a lot of people's opinion are that uh, she's going to take the title, uh, freeing up Shayna Baszler to go onto the main roster. And that could be a likely outcome. So I think I'm just going to kind of back up the uh, vote on the poll and go for Mia Yim as well in this one. Then we get uh, the match between the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era. The Street Profits pulled out a match of their life. Um, in uh, TakeOver 25 when they won, was it the, the three-team uh, ladder match? 
14 ladder match with uh, only Lorcan, Danny Birch, the Forgotten Sons, Undisputed Era, and of course the Street Profits, where they kind of had the match of their life and won an outstanding ladder match uh, to be the first time um, NXT Tag Team Champions. Montez Ford is one of the most athletic, one of the most gifted wrestlers on this earth. And Angelo Dawkins has really kind of come into his own uh, the last six months. Certainly 2019 has been their year. Um, however, Adam Cole and the rest of the Undisputed Era are constantly telling us how 2019 is going to be undisputed. It's going to be uh, their year where by the end of it, they're all going to be draped in gold. Does that mean that the Undisputed Era capture the titles this time round it's uh, no gimmicks no ladders involved in this match it's just a straight tag match but it will be an excellent match I've never seen the Undisputed Era in a bad match certainly not a bad takeover match um, they have been the most dominant tag team in NXT history they are uh, former two-time NXT tag team champions could they make it a third time on Saturday night um, I'm gonna say yes um, but there's possibility there could be some outside interference from another member of the Undisputed Era so they can capture the gold. Um, I would love to say that Street Profit is going to retain. I think they definitely deserve it. I think they've been worthy champions. We have seen them uh, on the odd, uh, Monday Night Raw. So I think that they are kind of looked upon quite favourably by the management in the WWE. There's a chance that they're going to be called up full-time fairly soon. So that might also kind of double down on the fact they could be losing on Saturday night. But I'm going to go for the Undisputed Era uh, anyway. Then we have the triple threat match for the NXT North American Championship. Current champion the Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne and Undisputed Era member Roderick Strong. So Pete Dunne, of course, is uh, one of the longest reigning champions uh, in, in kind of the modern era of the WWE, um, having held the uh, NXT UK, sorry, the WWE UK Championship for 682 days. Um, will the Velveteen Dream retain? Will Pete Dunne win the championship? I'm, I'm going to go for the Velveteen Dream here. Um, I, I'm a big fan of his gimmick, big fan of his of his style and his wrestling presence in the ring. Love Pete Dunne. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely love Pete Dunne. I just don't think uh, I don't think he's going to be the North American champion on this occasion. I'm going for the Velveteen Dream. However, it wouldn't surprise me if Roddy Strong pulled out a win here. <sighs> don't know am I kind of setting myself up for saying that there could be um, three undisputed era winners um, in Toronto on Saturday nights but uh, I'm going to hedge my bets and go for the Velveteen Dream then the main event this is the third time that Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano have headlined um, a takeover in NXT TakeOver. Of course, we had uh, TakeOver New York over WrestleMania weekend where Adam Cole lost to Johnny Gargano. Um, and that was a two out of three falls match. And uh, Johnny Gargano, of course, uh, won his um, much-deserved NXT Championship after feuding with Tommaso Ciampa for nearly two years um, and uh, winning that epic uh, two out of three falls match in New York. Many are saying it's possibly the best match in NXT history. Then they had a, another epic match where Adam Cole became NXT champion. Uh, NXT 25 in May. A lot of people were saying that that even tops their New York encounter. Um, but this is match number three. Another two out of three falls match. But this one's slightly different where each of the competitors get to choose a stipulation. Um, so... Adam Cole has chosen a stipulation. Johnny Gargano has chosen a stipulation. So Gargano has chosen a, a street fight um, where 
whether it be the first or the second fall will be kind of a falls count anywhere kind of street fight encounter adam cole his uh, chosen stipulation is just a, a straight one-on-one encounter and if it goes to one fall apiece the deciding fall the third fall will be chosen by William Regal the stipulation be chosen by the general manager of NXT and uh, who knows what that might be I mentioned earlier could it be a ladder match for the final fall could it be a cage match for the final fall um, but uh, that match is going to be epic and I'm glad that they've added the, the stipulation ruling um, just to kind of spice it up and make it different to their previous two matches and no doubt with these two competitors Adam Cole who I think has really come into his own and, and, and blossomed as good as he's always been on the Indies, as good as he's always been as part of Undisputed Era, as good as he's always been as a singles wrestler, I think that the championship has added this extra dimension and this extra kind of it uh, to Adam Cole as champion. of. I, I think he's he's kind of flourishing. He's been an excellent, excellent NXT champion. I'll be disappointed to see him lose this match on Saturday night. I think Johnny Gargano has lost some of his uh, shine. I don't think he's um, got as much um, babyface credibility as he had when he was feuding with Tommaso Ciampa. Um, maybe he's been overexposed by headlining so many takeovers. But let's be honest, he's never had a bad um, takeover match. He's never had a bad match in NXT, period. Um, and uh, I, I, I think that's why it's kind of a, a tough one to call. I'm going with Adam Cole because I think, in my opinion, he's definitely on the up. Um, Johnny Gargano... Um, I think that as a babyface you have to fight from underneath and um, I think that there's possibly more to this feud could it go to a, a fourth takeover match um, I don't know but I, in my opinion I think that Adam Cole makes a better champion at the moment as opposed to Johnny Gargano and that's why I'm going for Adam Cole so yeah according to my predictions you're going to have two um, out of three championships held by members of the Undisputed Era uh, with According to my predictions, Velveteen Dream winning the North American Championship over Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. But they are kind of pushing the storyline of the Undisputed Era being draped in gold by the end of 2019. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have to see. I mentioned earlier that there's been some criticism of some of the matches on this card. I don't think people are really excited about uh, Mia Yim going up against Shayna Baszler. I think that uh, possibly the North American Championship match is possibly underwhelming for some fans. And Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano, we've seen it twice before. So I can kind of understand some of the criticism. But has NXT ever let you down? Has, has there ever been a bad NXT takeover? And there has been takeovers with similar looking cards where some matches haven't been um, exciting and some some of the matches haven't had the hype um, or you know the excitement going into it but they've always always delivered um, and I'm expecting this to be delivered so so you know if you if you are do have your doubts and if you're unsure um, watch it anyway I'm sure you won't be disappointed um, but uh, let's have a closer look at uh, SummerSlam and if I'm perfectly honest with you this is probably the card that I'm not looking forward to over the definitely looking forward to take over Toronto SummerSlam in Toronto maybe not so much it's got a few matches that jump out as being ones to look out for uh, but others that just seem a bit makeshift matches that we've possibly seen before stale characters stale feuds no real build I'll be perfectly honest with you even now that we're under the 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 Paul Heyman era on Monday Night Raw, the Eric Bischoff on SmackDown, I'm not really seeing 
great improvements and not really seeing a massive sea change, which you know goes to show you, I mean, like reports came out this week that Vince McMahon tore up and rewrote the SmackDown script minutes before it was due to go on air. Um, so I don't know. I'm not that excited by the SummerSlam Cup. Let's go through some of the matches. Um, Tris Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Now, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued to see how Trish performs on a big stage after so many years. Of course, she came back for, was it WrestleMania 27? And then again um, for Evolution, the all-women's pay-per-view last October. Uh, I believe she was in this year's Royal Rumble as well. But, um, yeah, she's obviously, you know, been training hard for this match against Charlotte Flair, who is undoubtedly uh, the leading women's wrestler in all of the WWE, in my opinion, not 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 counting Ronda Rousey, uh, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but um, this is going to be a tough one. I mean, Trish Stratus has possibly been entered because she's Canadian, <laughs> and uh, yeah, to kind of add that to a Canadian um, a fan favorite perspective. I'd be surprised if Charlotte Flair loses. I don't think it does Charlotte any favors if she does lose. Um, it will be interesting. It will be uh, it will be a fresh match if nothing else. I mean, Charlotte Flair, Trish Stratus hasn't wrestled at all, um, to the very best of my knowledge. Um, so it will be good in terms of the freshness. And we know that Trish has been known to pull off a good match in the past. We know that Charlotte Flair is an excellent in-ring competitor and one of the best female workers in the world at the moment so I'm expecting this to be a fairly good match I'm not expecting it to be a long match I'm not expecting it to be as good as many of uh, Charlotte Flair's matches from 2018 um, but it should be okay um, Charlotte Flair's got to win this one in my opinion Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg the storyline was Dolph versus The Miz um, up until the last couple of weeks. Dolph Ziggler's been saying how he's been, he's been kind of uh, trashing Goldberg and kind of saying in his promos, which have been quite good, admittedly, um, how Goldberg's last match um, at uh, in Saudi Arabia versus The Undertaker was a complete failure and basically disrespecting a WWE legend, which um, uh, when Matt Riddle did it, <laughs> got him quite a bit of attention. They've obviously nicked uh, Matt Riddle's technique there and uh, made it into part of a storyline involving Dolph Ziggler, who uh, has never really caught the world on fire, to be honest with you. Um this is one of the matches that kind of drags the card down, as far as I'm concerned, in my opinion. Uh, it drags the card down. It's, it's a card that doesn't really need Goldberg on it. It's a, a card that definitely doesn't need Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Um, to be honest with you, I don't really care who wins this match. I'm expecting Goldberg to win. Um, I've got no real favouritism towards Dolph Ziggler. This will be a toilet break, as far as I'm concerned. How about the the singles match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship? It was a, announced earlier on this week when Oni Larkin won a, I think it was a fatal five-way match on this week's Toy 5 Live to be the new number one contender to Drew Gulak's Cruiserweight Championship. And it will be Drew Gulak versus Oni Larkin. Now, Drew Gulak, his wrestling style has um, always been quite, hard-hitting, submission-based, 
very real, um, but certainly in the last uh, few months. And certainly, you know, since being in contendership for the uh, Cruiserweight Championship and, and subsequently winning the championship, Drew Gulak has definitely adopted a personality and a gimmick that he was probably more uh, familiar with on the indies, maybe with Evolve. Um, I've been kind of just a, a straight, brawling, submission, no-nonsense um, ask kicker basically. And only Lorkin, yeah, uh, he, he's also uh, a, a tough son of a gun who can throw fists, he can hit as hard as anybody... We can see him do the you know the odd athletic move. We've seen him do kind of like uh, uh, kind of topes over the top rope and uh, yeah all sorts of um, wild and crazy moves. Certainly uh, in matches uh, with uh, alongside Danny Birch, but uh, he's been showing um, you know what he's capable of on on the two hundred five live brand recently. This is definitely a standout match and one of the matches of the night, in my opinion. If they're given a good 10 minutes, I think it could be a cracking match. The downside is it wouldn't surprise me if this is on the pre-show. Now, I don't think they've officially announced which matches are going to be on the pre-show or not. The Cruiserweight match tends to be on the pre-show, but then it always tends to kind of outshine much of whatever else is on offer that night, whether it was on you know Extreme Rules or Stomping Grounds. Uh, this may be no different in terms of its placing on the card, but I think it will be a cracking match. So if it is on the pre-show, definitely watch it. Um, this would be a great match. I'm expecting Drew Gulak to retain. How about Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt? Um, a fresh match of sorts, certainly because uh, this match should have happened, I think, a couple of years back. Was it uh, Great Balls of Fire or one of them pay-per-views where they was due to meet, where Bray was going to portray a Sister Abigail character, Finn Balor was going to be the demon, it was going to be some sort of Halloween match, um, but um, they never got a chance to touch. Bray Wyatt um, has done an excellent job. Uh, with with the Firefly Funhouse and with his fiend character and he's come back and he's uh, destroyed Finn Balor on Raw a couple of weeks ago. Um, he, he destroyed Mick Foley um, on Raw Reunion and he's uh, come back recently and, and taunted Bray Wyatt. It seems to be kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde character with the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse and uh, the fiend Bray Wyatt who will be doing the action in the ring which is uh, adds a, a really fresh quite a unique gimmick and uh, uh, a, a, a quite a fresh and unique uh, take on a character that um, is kind of like a, a bipolar uh, Bray Wyatt, a Jekyll and Hyde Bray Wyatt. So it'll be a really interesting match. Um, Finn Balor is supposedly taking a couple of months off the road. Um, mostly house shows is what's been reported, but it wouldn't surprise me if he uh, takes a, a rest from... Uh, from TVs and possibly pay-per-views for that time just to fully get his body in order. So um, I think the, the outcome is, is almost certain. I think Bray Wyatt or The Fiend is going to have the win here. How about AJ Styles, current WWE United States Champion versus Ricochet? Ricochet was uh, the champion after the Stomping Grounds pay-per-view. Uh, lost the championship at Extreme Rules. AJ Styles uh, since 
reformed the club or the OC uh, with Gallows and Anderson. Gallows and Anderson have since won the WWE Raw Tag Team titles. Uh, when they uh, defeated, uh, I think it was the Usos and the Revival in a three-way on Raw a couple of weeks back. So you got the OC draped in gold, uh, much in the same way that uh, Undisputed Era want to be draped in gold. Um, but uh, AJ Styles, the current United States champion, with his new kind of heel persona ricochet is definitely on the up i think he's got a lot of fans within the wwe management i think the vince mcmahon obviously triple h and one or two others definitely big fans of ricochet paul Heyman. also it would be great to see ricochet recapture the united states championship it wouldn't surprise me however if aj styles walked away with the championship with interference from gallows and anderson um but uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I think this one should be a cracking match. Their match at Extreme Rules was a little bit of a letdown, to be honest with you. There was a lot of hype surrounding these two and that match going into Extreme Rules. Um, and although it was good, I think a lot of people were disappointed by the outcome because a lot of people were behind Ricochet as the champion. AJ Styles, um, a very kind of popular babyface, certainly when he was WWE champion, but uh, went a bit stale after a while. Um, I'm going to go for AJ Styles to retain, but I think that that's not the end of their feud. And it wouldn't surprise me if Ricochet does eventually win the United States Championship somewhere down the line. How about Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon? A singles match, and if Kevin Owens loses, he'll be forced to quit the WWE. So um, I think like 99% of wrestling fans, they've had their fill of Shane McMahon and would like him to take a, I don't know about Finn, Finn Balor taking a break for two months. We'd like to see Shane McMahon take a break for two years, uh, just be off our screens. I think he's he's quite entertaining as a as a character. Um, I thought his match at Extreme Rules when he teamed with Drew McIntyre versus The Undertaker and Roman Reigns that was the best match of the night. I thought he played his part really really well as like the cowardly heel. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's got to be a Kevin Owens win. I think he, he's got to finally get the push that could potentially see him as a contender to the WWE Championship somewhere down the line. Um, but I think this match could be quite entertaining. It'll be interesting to see if Shane McMahon takes any death-defying risks. Um, it will be interesting with the added stipulation that if Kevin Owens loses, he's forced to quit the WWE. We had a, a situation where Kevin Owens kind of quit the WWE of his own volition not too long ago and then kind of came back the very next week. Um, so... We don't really want another kind of situation like that that's just absolutely silly because there's no way Kevin Owens is leaving the WWE. So, in my opinion, he has to win and he will win on Sunday night against Shane McMahon. But there could be quite a bit of outside interference from others. Um, Ala, uh, Elias, Drew McIntyre, um, who are not currently featured in any matches on the SummerSlam card. So, uh, you never know. Shane McMahon um, might win the match. Uh, there could be some development in the kind of Owens being forced to quit the WWE due to outside interference but then again this could be a another dare I say it superstar making match for Kevin Owens if you were to overcome the odds and win against Shane McMahon. How about Ember Moon versus Bailey? Bailey, the current Smackdown Women's Champion. She's been quite underwhelming as the Smackdown Women's Champion. Um, I think a lot of people are getting a little bit fed up with her as champion. Uh, yeah she doesn't really excite me or many people as SmackDown Women's Champion, so I think the gloss has definitely come off of Bayley's championship reign, and I think it wouldn't 
hurt to have somebody fresh and new and exciting like an Ember Moon as the women's champion. I'm definitely going uh, for Ember Moon here. I think it's her turn. I think she should have had the spotlight shone on her much, much sooner. Um, and uh, I think SummerSlam is going to be Ember's night. And uh, I think she's going to make a fantastic champion. She's got some excellent moves, a great look. Not so much personality-wise. I think that certainly needs working on. Um, I thought that she was a, a really good champion in NXT. And I'd love to see her a champion uh, again on the main roster. So look for an Ember Moon win. Kofi Kingston, the WWE champion, versus Randy Orton. So this is a match that we've seen many times before. But in the build-up to this match on Sunday night, they have been harking back to when Kofi was relatively fresh in the WWE. Randy Orton um, going, calling Kofi Kingston uh, an idiot. Um, loud enough for the cameras to pick up um, something that was said unplanned <laughs> that wasn't part of the script um, but it's being brought back as part of the storyline so that you've got a little bit of context here and a little bit of depth um, in the feud between Kofi and Randy which is good because it's kind of relying on a, a legitimate um uh, part of history, a legitimate part of something that happened between these two from, admittedly, you know, uh, 10 years ago. But still, they're using it to draw a bit of interest between these two. I'm a big fan of Randy Orton as the heel. Um, I, I think he, his, his style is relatively um, straightforward. He does; He's not flashy, um, but he is quite effective. His RKO's from out of nowhere is obviously a big part of his gimmick. It'll be interesting to see if uh, we, we have any of that on Sunday night, especially with Kofi Kingston being as athletic and as dynamic as he is and whether he's able to avoid the RKO out of nowhere. Has the gloss, you know, has the shine finally come off of Kofi Kingston's reign, much in the same way? Um, it wasn't really there for Bailey, to be honest with you, but Kofi Kingston, um, it really was Kofi Mania uh, this year in New Jersey. Uh, when he had that epic championship win against Daniel Bryan. And he, and he has defended his title. He has been a good champion. Um, but I think a lot of people are kind of getting a little bit uh, fed up with Kofi Kingston as a champion. Maybe it's time for a change, but then is it time for a change and have Randy Orton as our WWE champion? He's already been a 13-time champion. Do we really need to see Randy Orton as a WWE champion again? Would it be best to save it for somebody fresh, somebody new, somebody exciting? Um you never know if Randy Orton does become champion. There's some credible uh, babyface contenders who are quite fresh, who could be a good opponent for Randy Orton. And Alistair Black comes to mind, for example. I think that there's still another couple of matches in Kofi Kingston's reign. And I think that he's going to overcome the odds on uh, Sunday and retain his championship. Um, but uh, we shall see. We shall see. Um, how about Becky Lynch versus Natalia? Now... When this match was first made, first announced after Natalia won uh, the uh, multi-women match on Monday Night Raw a few weeks back, it really did smack of them having Natalia as the number one contender for the Raw Women's Championship because SummerSlam is on Canadian soil in Toronto. Natalia is... Uh, yeah, <laughs> part of part of the the Hart family, you could say, being the daughter of Jim Neidhart, who was the, the brother-in-law to <clears throat> one of the Hart sisters. 
it's all very closely connected with the Hart family, but uh, the Hearts are obviously Canadian heroes, or certainly were Canadian heroes. <clears throat> Natalia is an extension of that family. She certainly portrays herself as a Hart anyway. She is the, the niece of, of Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Does she really deserve this championship match? She's never really um, been a, a favourite of mine. She's never really been, I think, a, a credible contender. I think she was a SmackDown Women's Champion a couple of years back. Her reign was absolutely awful. The only decent match she's had was on one of the first takeovers about 2014, 2015, when she lost the match to Charlotte Flair, when Charlotte Flair was not even half the wrestler that she is now. Becky Lynch... Um, I think we're all big fans of Becky Lynch, but uh, as far as like the man, the stone cold Becky Lynch, I think that uh, that certainly wore off fairly quickly after WrestleMania because she didn't have a foe in the shape of a Charlotte Flair and a Ronda Rousey to kind of bounce back and forth off. And uh, certainly things have, have not been as exciting um, with Becky as the champion recently. I think that her feud and her matches with uh, Lacey Evans certainly I think it hurt Becky's reign um, and um, yeah I, I, I don't think that she's as crazy popular or as white hot um, as she was a few short months ago and going up against Natalia I think it, this is a submission match you got Natalia with the sharpshooter of course Becky Lynch with the disarmer um, armbar it's got to be Becky Lynch really and I'm just waiting for somebody you know somebody maybe like a Ronda Rousey to return or maybe like a Shayna Baszler to come up and uh, be a really tough credible opponent for Becky Lynch and have that standout match at Survivor Series or maybe the Royal Rumble or possibly WrestleMania um, and to take the title off Becky Lynch um, but uh, she's overcome the overcome Lacey Evans in the last two pay-per-views I think uh, Natalia is only there because of her being Canadian and a heart family connection I don't think it's going to be Natalia's night. Becky Lynch for the win there. And then the main event, uh, or at least I'm expecting this to be the main event, Brock Lesnar, the uh, is he two-time, three-time Universal Champion now? I don't know. I lose count. I think it's three-time. Uh, going up against his long-time rival now, you could say, Seth Rollins. Now, Rollins obviously beat Brock Lesnar to become Universal Champion at WrestleMania, the opening match this year in New Jersey. Brock Lesnar cashed in um, his Money in the Bank briefcase to beat Seth Rollins, uh, yes, uh, on the last pay-per-view, Extreme Rules, to close out the show. So this is the, the, the kind of the rematch of sorts where Seth Rollins he was viciously and violently brutalised by Brock Lesnar uh, on Monday Night Raw a couple of weeks ago where he was viciously attacked in the ring, then loaded into an ambulance, Brock stopped the ambulance in its path, unloaded uh, Seth Rollins from the back of the ambulance by dragging the uh, the stretcher um, that he was on um, almost, almost back into the arena, essentially, but uh, then brutalised Seth Rollins again and F5'd uh, Seth Rollins onto the stretcher when it was sideways on and looked absolutely killer. Um, and that moment... Um, had an awful lot of realism to it, um, had an awful lot of brutality, and that segment alone got me invested in this match, and I'm interested to see what happens, what sort of shape Seth Rollins is going to be in, Brock Lesnar is going to be in fighting form, he's the champion, he's confident, and 
it's created a bit of a an underdog story here with Seth Rollins fighting from underneath, having been completely and utterly um, dominated by Brock Lesnar from that attack after losing the championship via briefcase cash-in at the end of Extreme Rules. Um, it, it, it will be a, a good match, and I'm expecting, as long as they have a longer match than they had at WrestleMania, I think it will be a good one. I mean, I think Brock Lesnar suffers in anything over 10 minutes, so give, give him 10 minutes. Um, this one's a tough one to pick, though. Um, I'd like to see Brock Lesnar retain. I know that could be an unpopular choice uh, by many, but um, yeah, I'm going for a Brock Lesnar uh, win here and for him to retain his Universal Championship. So we don't appear to have any um, tag team gold on the line at the moment. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any last minute matches added to the card, possibly added to the pre-show over the weekend. One potential match I want to talk about is uh, Roman Reigns was obviously attacked a couple of weeks ago on Smackdown uh, where he had a lot of uh, shelving or racking or some backstage materials pulled down onto Roman Reigns um, a couple of weeks back. There was lots of uh, rumours going around that there was a footage or a picture of maybe Buddy Murphy walking off um, away from the crime scene where he could be the potential attacker. There was a storyline about who attacked Roman Reigns um, and uh, yeah, but Roman Reigns confronted Buddy Murphy on this week's SmackDown. Um, I, th- I, th- I think it's kind of transitions that uh, Buddy Murphy said he saw Eric Rowan walking away from the crime scene. Could it be Eric Rowan? Could could Daniel Bryan be tied into this? Will we see Roman Reigns in a match at SummerSlam is what I'm trying to get at. And will it be Roman Reigns versus Buddy Murphy because of their confrontation or Roman Reigns uh, kind of um, pretty much uh, uh, puts Buddy Murphy in his place on this week's SmackDown? Could it be setting up a match between Roman Reigns and Rowan, Eric Rowan, or Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan? Now, I don't like the thought of Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan, if I'm perfectly honest with you, because it's going in cold. It hasn't had any build. I think a a match of that magnitude certainly deserves a good month, uh, five or six weeks build before um, they they kind of have uh, a a pay-per-view quality match. Um, I think going into a pay-per-view, having those two fights cold without a without a build, without a storyline, without seeing Daniel Bryan involved in a storyline, considering how good a promo he is, will be a waste. Could there be a tag match? A lot of rumours going around that Roman Reigns could be tagging with uh, former rival Samoa Joe against Eric Rowan and Daniel Bryan. We will have to see. I wouldn't be disappointed to see Buddy Murphy featured in a match against Roman Reigns to get his name out there. He's kind of been stuck on the shelf, uh, been... Uh, uh, stuck uh, on ice, you could say, since he got called up to SmackDown from the 205 Live roster, uh, what seemed like many, many months ago now. So that, that could be a good match, although I would expect Buddy Murphy to lose, but a, a, a good match to kind of introduce him to the wider audience, or possibly Roman Reigns in a tag match with Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. Um, but uh, it's going to be an excellent weekend of action. So you've obviously got NXT TakeOver Toronto Saturday night. I'll be staying up to watch that. WWE SummerSlam on the Sunday night. I'll be catching up with that on the Monday morning and reviewing uh, that on the Tuesday, of course. So two um, good cards. Like I say, the matches I'm most looking forward to on SummerSlam in particular, Drew Gulak versus Only Lorkin. That does intrigue me. Aja Styles versus Ricochet. Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Yes. Um... 
Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins and uh, to see what happens with Roman Reigns and who his potential opponent, um, if there is an opponent uh, on Sunday, is. But there we go. We've, we've covered a lot on this week's episode of Wrestling with Jonas. We've covered this week's NXT, this week's NXT, uh, episode of NXT UK. Both very, very uh, good, solid episodes with the NXT definitely um, building even more hype and even more excitement to this Saturday's takeover in Toronto. And with NXT UK building more storylines and uh, bringing us kind of more matches to the card at TakeOver Cardiff. And of course, uh, my predictions, my, uh, my preview for TakeOver Toronto and uh, WWE SummerSlam so catch those two big shows on the WWE Network this weekend that does draw an end to this week's episode of Wrestling with Jonas. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please don't forget to hit like, hit subscribe, share and shout about this podcast. Tell your friends and tell your family and keep listening to the Wrestling with Jonas podcast for all of your weekly NXT and NXT and WWE and all-round wrestling goodness. Uh, without you sharing and subscribing, this podcast can't continue to grow and improve. So hit like, share, subscribe now. Uh, don't forget to um, follow us on Twitter at withjonas underscore pod, on Instagram at that's Wrestling with Jonas and search us on Facebook, Wrestling with Jonas. Don't forget to check out our range of t shirts and merchandise on teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash Wrestling with Jonas. And uh, between now and the end of August, you can get 10% off any purchase uh, between now and the end of the month. We'll be back again Sunday afternoon with our Takeover Toronto re- review, where myself, I'll, I'll be joined by Cheeky Dan Grantham, um, and uh, then again on Tuesday with our SummerSlam review, where I'll be joined by Heather and Half Decent. So enjoy this weekend's uh, wrestling extravaganza with Takeover and SummerSlam. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to shout about the Wrestling with Jonas podcast. Um, in the meantime, take care and speak to you all soon. 